Sunlight does uh, an amazing job of promotion and, and getting their fighters exposure so they can move on to the next phase of their career. You know, I have a lot of respect for this company. Mitchell's a great promoter, man. He's, he's all over the South Florida scene. He's, you know, now he's taking over North Florida. He's doing a great job, man. He's giving a great platform and outlet to these guys. So I wanted to come support, you know, the up and coming next generation of fighters and see these kids chase their dreams because I see myself in these kids 10 years ago. So these guys, the, the look in their eyes, you can tell that they want this and, and they're, they're going to do whatever it takes to achieve success. Definitely fight night a show like Combat Night prepares them for UFC because you see the crowd, you know, it's a big crowd. You got a thousand, two thousand people here. There's a lot of energy and you know, you feel the pressure when you're in that octagon, so you gotta perform, and this is gonna bring the best out of these guys and see if they're ready for the next level. You know we had to do a podcast, right? What's your name, fat body? Yeah, of course, you're in the mood. What the hell? I'm not fat. I'm big bone. I'm going to eat it. You owe me for one jelly donut. Fat muscle bone. My wife said no one's going to like you. I've got bigger titties than you did. Bullshit because nobody fucking had geese back at that point for a bigger guy. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I might be somebody's shot of whiskey. You can't think about, hey, I need to lose 100 pounds, you think about winning that day. Fucking, I want a cheeseburger and a milkshake. Yo, what's up, Fat Leads, and welcome to episode 57 of the podcast. It's, uh, guess what, man? It's, uh, it's race week. What, um, what I kind of told you guys I was going to do the beginning of this year has, uh, has finally come. And, uh, I was, uh, this weekend I was at combat night and I'm, uh, I'm the, the, I'm the greatest unofficial official combat night timekeeper ever there's no one better than me i'm going to tell you that right now i love doing it i love working the shows i'm always side by side with my man lucky and um man we had you know we had a blast and and i'm over here and i'm telling him about this triathlon and i'm telling as many people as i can and and i tell people about the triathlon not 100 percent not because i want I want to be, oh, look at me, look at what I'm doing. I'm telling you guys this so I hold myself accountable. Because the more I talk about it and the more people that know about it, um, you know, it's it's easier to kind of tell a couple of people, hey, you know, make an excuse and, and whatnot. Because I've, I've been there. I've, I've told you guys a couple of years ago when I did that uh it was in 09 when I was supposed to do that bike MS and, and, and I didn't do it. And a hundred percent, I don't want to be that person. Right. So the only way I know how is to let everybody know, Hey, my plan is to do this. Um, and, uh, I'm going to do it. Right. So 
by telling people and, and, and engaging other people in this, this journey, right? This, oh my God, you're going to do this crazy thing. I'm actually, did, I'm, I don't think I'm putting poor pressure on myself. I'm just making sure I do this. Um, and besides, besides the swimming, I'm not even, I'm not worried about the swim in itself. The swim itself, I can wake up and swim a mile any day. No problem. Open water. I'm okay. My, what keeps on playing in my head is how cold I was in the same water in October and how it was just so difficult for me to acclimate to the water while I was trying to get a race pace. Now, a hundred percent my fault for not, I mean, I barely, not that I didn't warm up. I'm not, yeah, I guess I, I really didn't warm up. I did a couple push-ups and stuff, stretched, and that was it. I didn't get my, that was about it. Um, and that's how I roll. That's what I do. I, I don't know. Uh, definitely not the smartest thing I do. Probably need to warm up this time. But I really think what I need to do is get in the water. I didn't want to get in the water last time for just getting out and being wet, right? So I think I just need to sit in the water, get kind of acclimated. Hell, I might as well, if I'm going to be cold and wet outside, it's it's going to be warmer when I get back in the water. And uh, I think that's what I definitely am going to try to do. And I think Friday, because there's a planned bike anyways, and I was going to run that bike that course. I did that last time. I took the Friday before um, you pick up a race packet. So I, I went to pick up the packet and I took my uh, took my gear and I rode the pretty much the the course. I had it um, downloaded to the to the Garmin. Um, I think I'm gonna do that this time as well. But before I leave, I might hit up the water and just get in there and and see how it feels. Um. I have a wetsuit that is not really a a like triathlon wetsuit. It's more of a surfing for big guys wetsuit and uh definitely fits me perfect. Uh but I don't think I want to use it cuz I know I I've heard I've read horror stories of using a wetsuit made for like surfing. Um, this is not the best for trying to swim and definitely I'm not used to swimming with, uh, with a wetsuit on, right? Nor have I really ever swam with a wetsuit on. So that'd probably be something that would be very cumbersome to, to have to do day of the race. Right. And the other thing I'm, got to mentally prepare myself for is like, I think I'm going to be definitely moving for four hours or at least that's what I want. I want to come in at four hours or right under four hours. If I can do that, I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to base that off of uh, a couple weeks ago. I had to do a brick workout, which is um, bike and then run uh, right, uh, run right after, um, 
and doing that brick, I did, I think I only did 18 or 19 miles of what's supposed to be 24. And then I only did like, I don't even think I, I think I did run a 5k or uh, five miles. So still a mile short. So six miles and a mile short on the run, six miles on the bike, a mile short on the run and a mile short of the swim. So it took me about an hour 52 for that bike ride, an hour for that run. So why I'm considering four hours is I don't think it's going to take me an hour to swim. I I honestly think I can do I can do a mile swim in 45 minutes. However, um, I'm also counting time for transitions and just for the extra miles that I haven't really accounted for. So that's what I think for my four hours. If I can do this under four hours, I'm going to be ecstatic. Um, And then I'm thinking about hydration. Well, not necessarily hydration. It will as much as, uh, eating and fuel, um, being that like, I don't really do much sugar based stuff. I tend to stay away from the gels and stuff like that unless they have uh, zero sugar because of what they'll like do to my stomach. And then the, here's the, other, the sh- not like the sugar free stuff is better either. So I'm really considering just going old school like wheat wheat sandwiches and peanut butter. And uh, I was talking about those because this all this time swimming. I remember that was uh that was one of those staples swim meals that uh that we had back in the day when uh my sister and I were on the swim team when we were younger. So I think that's what I might do. I, I'm not necessarily sure, but I'm I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm nervous, I'm excited. Um and I got to say, I have, uh, I, I really thought, and it took a lot for me not to sign up for the, uh, the Clydesdale division, uh, the division and the Clydesdale division is basically, you know, anybody over 220 or men over 220. I think the, the, the women have an Athena and it's like a different weight, but you know, obviously at the above 220, you're in a different race category, right? And I considered that and I'm like, man, three pounds, right? Four pounds sometimes. I almost, I I really wanted to, but uh, I did not sign up for the, the, the Clydesdale, <clears throat> the Clydesdale division. I'm, I'm keeping true to, to you know, damn, it's going to suck, but that's all 200 and, you know, all 200 plus pounds of me are going to be running it uh, with all the light guys. So, and I know I mentioned it earlier uh, about Combat Night and how it was out there. Man, Combat Night's show was just epic from start to finish. I mean, I enjoyed, I obviously get to enjoy a lot of it being cage side. 
uh, being official, you know, being the timekeeper. Now, with that, that like kind of there's things that uh, that happen during a fight that you're, you know, like. uh, So. I'm watching the fight and then as. uh, Right around, I want to say about a minute or 45 seconds before the round is supposed to end, I'm locked in to the clock. I'm not. I, I kind of watch the fight, but I'm watching the clock. And then once once that time comes closer, a minute, 45 seconds in, boom, locked in on the clock. So I got my buddy Lucky telling me, hey, oh, wait, we got to pause. There's, you know, there's a nut shot or, you know, uh, the fight's over. Someone got knocked out. I'm locked into that clock. That's all I'm looking at. So. You know, you're looking at it, and I'm like, "Damn, I want to know who who run." You know, at the sometimes the the round changes. The round changes at the end of the round, and I'm not able to see that because I'm locked in to the to the time clock. And if I if that's the only downfall, that's it. Everything else, the being up close to the cage, hearing. Dude, hearing the fighters, hearing the corners, you know, getting close enough to where blood can be splattered on you, man. Uh, Shout out to Mark Juarez from uh, Fusion because he put on a hell of a show and that thing. Our table was full of blood splatter. Luckily, it just landed on the table and everything didn't get me. But man, like definitely splash zone area. And one of the greatest things about that event and not not just singularly that event, but every combat night that I go to is like linking up with everybody in, you know, in, in, in this community, in the jujitsu MMA community. And um, funny enough, this weekend I got to I got to link up with somebody, um, a couple who friends of mine. Well, I used to work with back and like I started working with this guy in 2006 and you guys all surprisingly know of him and don't at the same time because he's the guy that did my intro. Right. So you guys ain't all 57 episodes. You guys have heard his work. You you just didn't know it. And uh, so. So my man Morrow, well. Yeah, I guess I'm dropping his name. Anyways, um, you know, he knows uh, Mike. Shout out to Mike Lee from the jungle. Um, So he knows Mike Lee and and basically they started talking and he invited him out to the the, to the event. He and he reached out to me and I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Um, And it was, you know, just cool to link up with him after so many years, um, I think. The last time I really like hung out with him and chilled, um, he he left. Uh, we worked at this. We worked for the same company, and about oh eight, I think he he left. Right, so <clears throat> it's funny how it ha- happens when you know you have coworkers and stuff, and you guys tend to drift away because you guys don't work each other, right? So that you know eventually happened, and you know my that was around the time. 
uh, Maria got pregnant. So I, you know, I was becoming a dad. Um, I didn't go out as much. And then further on, they got, uh, they had a kid. So, you know, no, we don't go out as much, but he came out with his wife, bring out his kid. And it was awesome. And in fact, like I told his kid, what y'all, a lot of people don't even know is if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have even like really started watching and enjoying the sport. When I first started working, um, where we, we were working, uh, he would invite me over to his house and, and, and come, we'd watch the fights. And I'm telling you, the, we watched a couple of fights, but the, the, the third or fourth time I was there at his house, it was the Arlovsky, uh, Fedor match. All right. And that, that one was the one I remember. And that after that was just, like I said, we watched a couple before that one was the one that kind of hooked me. And since then it was, it was an affliction, uh, fight, uh, from since then, boom, hooked line and sinker. And, um, it, it was great to tell the son, like, you know, I, I'm here, I'm doing, I'm doing jujitsu because I kind of like the MMA and if y'all, you know, I've, I know I've sadly told this story and it, it, it's funny to me now how I went to, when I went to go sign up to Gracie Baja to, you know, in 09, the, my, my whole thought process was, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to start jujitsu. I'm, I'm going to start fighting and I'm going to get into the UFC and, and I'm going to be the best heavyweight ever. That was the thought process in, in my mind when I went to go sign up for my first jujitsu class. And that all was because my, you know, my man invited me over. We started watching fights at the crib. So, and I'm here and it's legit changed my life. I'm light years from where I was. And it's all crazy because it was all this sport, this this thing I love that, uh, you know, it's amazing. And it was, it was great to like, to see him after so much time. Then I got to link up with, uh, my man, Jim. And, uh, so Jim and I, Jim, he, uh, he was coaching me and, and he was at Tampa. Um, sadly I didn't, was it, I didn't repay the favor. Uh, I didn't, drive back down Sunday to, um, to coach him or at least support him. And uh, while he was competing in the Nogi portion, uh, I guess, you know, Saturday I left with Pedro came, get, got tacos and never looked back. But, uh, on Saturday he was showing me this back control move, right? So been playing with it all week, been playing with it all week. Um, so naturally Saturday we again, you know, combat night, we see each other and I go, Bro, let's let's uh let's look over this move and that's where we get caught in front of the Josh the Man uh foundation table just doing jujitsu. It's it's hilarious. It's uh, you know, anywhere and everywhere we're gonna train. Like that's that's this life and it's man. I can't, I can't say anything. Like, I love it. There's nothing, you know, nothing more. 
it's it's uh it definitely brings a smile on my face i'm you know ear to ear right now thinking about just training and stuff so but that being said i got to get ready for this race this week i know i got uh i definitely got to look at sit down and and put some jot some ideas down of uh between uh hydration and and nutrition what i'm going to do uh, cuz honestly every single brick workout and every single workout i've done since july if it's just been water and uh water and maybe the occasional piece of gum so that's how i've trained so anyways take it easy guys thank you for listening to the fat boy podcast have a nice day Yo, Fat Leads, what's up? I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes of the podcast. Um, if you can do us a favor, like and subscribe um, on all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, share the podcast wherever you like your podcast. Subscribe to us. Um, if you have questions, hit me up. Love you guys.